The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? I had no idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Well, that did not disappoint. Chiefs and Bills finishing a very exciting NFL Sunday. What's going on with the Packers? Yeah, seriously, what is going on with the Packers? Lamar Jackson, three straight games with fewer than 18 fantasy points. We'll talk about Christian Kirk being pretty disappointing lately. And some good stuff, too, like Ken Walker absolutely dominating. Juju Smith-Schuster was his best game of the season. And we welcome you to Fantasy Football today. It is Sunday night. I always have such such energy just watching all these games and they're also they're such fun football sunday is so fun so guys i'm happy to share this excitement with you and let's talk about it here dave how are we doing who's the biggest winner in week six? Oh, i don't know if i've got the biggest winner in week six i think heath's got the market cornered on that but i will tell you that i am excited about the direction travis etn is going in over 100 total yards in consecutive games at least 75 total yards in three of his past four games and we haven't had a matchup yet where he's had a ton of catches. He's involved, but it's always been right around two or three catches. I'm waiting for that to expand. I'm waiting for his playing time to expand even more. I think Travis Etienne is on his way to being a, a number two fantasy running back, which, let's face it, the bye weeks are kicking in. That's where he's probably going to end up being close to or inside of over the next several weeks. All right, Heath has the market cornered on the biggest winner, and I don't know who that is. Heath, who is the biggest winner? Oh, did you get a haircut? No. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> Who's the biggest winner? Um, 
I mean, I don't know. I had three winners that I, I just give them all, and sit, Dave can tell me which one's the biggest winner. Um, I would say the biggest winner out of my group was um, Juju. Is that it, Dave? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, then, you know what? <clears throat> keep, us, keep us in suspense. We'll talk about more winners yeah. a little bit later. Juju with uh, the big play bouncing off of a tackler and ending up with a huge game, 113 yards and a touchdown on only five targets, but he caught all of them. All right, he was only started in 31% of leagues, so where are you now on, on Juju? I think he is where he has been, and if you'd locked him out of that number three wide receiver range, then you should just push him right back into it. He needs to be ranked right around wide receiver 30 every week, and he has the upside to have weeks like this. The thing I was really excited about, it was two times. Not The touchdown was one of the plays, but there were two different times where he caught the ball and broke away from a defender and then ran away from him and was faster than the guy who was chasing him. Um, two weeks ago, I guess it was like six days ago, he looked completely washed and he was limited all week in practice leading up to that. This week, he had a healthier week of practice and he certainly looked healthier. Marquez Valdez Scantling did not have a good game. He had a very bad game and, um, may have, may have lost the game. Um, I think Juju's clear number one wide receiver right now. Okay. All right. So our winners for now, we have more. Travis Etienne and Juju Smith-Schuster. Let's talk about some losers here. Wait, I missed, I must have missed it. Why did Marquez Valdez-Scanting lose them the game? What did he do? The the first interception on the first drive in the end zone, mm. um, he had both hands on the football. Mm. Mm. Okay. And he nearly had a touchdown earlier. It was a touchdown catch, and then it was an interception. Mm. Oh, that so was after it was a touchdown, but then it was a flag for an offensive lineman being downfield. Right, yeah. Well, he might they have should been have scored three touchdowns on that drive. That was Mahomes' fault, apparently, according to Tony Romo, who uh, really called a great game from what I, I mean, hear all of it, but he was really spot on in this game. But yeah, apparently, uh, 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 what's his name? Mahomes held the ball a little bit too long, and that lineman got downfield. All right, who's the, uh, the biggest loser? Heath Cummings, what do you got for the biggest loser of week six? Um, I'm going to say DJ Moore and, or anyone who has watched any Carolina Panthers offensive football the entire season. And I've watched too much of it. The, the offensive game plan for the Carolina Panthers in this game was one of the most disgusting, egregious things that I've ever seen. <laughs> Their first look on most pass plays was behind the line of scrimmage. It was not a look downfield. Nope. Nothing's there. Throw it behind the line of scrimmage. They ran the ball, and they threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage, and that was all they did. They went, I believe, seven consecutive drives with three or fewer offensive plays on the drive. Oh, my. They did not pick up a first down in the second or third quarter. It was disgusting. They had the ball third and 19 with six minutes left and ran a draw play. They were down 14. <laughs> No wonder Robbie Anderson wanted out. I, 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 listen, Robbie, you can't fight with your coaches. You can't fight with your boss. But I have absolutely no problem understanding why any wide receiver on that team would feel the way that Robbie Anderson feels. It's an abomination. So, can you, do you drop DJ Moore at this point? He has the Bucks. I probably won't. You won't. Dave, you probably won't. Dave, Dave, Dave. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, listen, it's, 
the biggest, not, he's not the biggest bust because Najee Harris no. exists. Yes. But one of the biggest busts in fantasy this year, it's astonishing how a receiver who has had the success he's had over the last three seasons could be this bad. And I feel bad about it. Well, PJ, as bad as Baker Mayfield was, PJ Walker was a downgrade. The passing yards were, were much lower. And, um, you know, he had been around, you know, 10-ish PPR fantasy points, uh, which is usable, right? I mean, if you saw that on the waiver wire, you'd probably pick it up. So maybe he can get back to just at least being usable, but it's ugly, yeah. Uh, all right, enough about DJ Moore. Dave, you want to give us one big loser? I'll give you two for one in the loser category. Aaron Rodgers and Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs had seven targets in the first half, had four catches on them, but he really wasn't very good. And then he only had two targets in the second half, and I just double-checked. I thought he might have been benched in the second half. Nope. Played every snap. Only had two targets. Rodgers was going elsewhere with the football. I, I don't have a good feeling about Dobbs for the next game or two. And I can't say I have a good feeling about Aaron Rodgers either. He had the one game a few weeks back where he should have had uh, 25 fantasy points, if not for Dobbs dropping a touchdown. But he's really not been on his A game. Uh, th this offense is frustrating. It's not as frustrating as the Carolina Panthers offense, but they're pretty frustrating. They talked about running the ball all week long, and then they didn't do it again. And the Jets really, um, they had their number, and they, they, they could not get anything going offensively it was a mess they were four of 16 on third Oof. down which somehow was not as bad as the jets were on third down but it was still pretty terrible i'm going to be nervous with aaron Rodgers in my lineup moving forward unless he's like a bi-week replacement and the matchup is okay over the next few weeks for you football fans just not fantasy related, but Quinnen Williams of the Jets on the defensive line is wreaking havoc this year. Mm -hmm. And they were all over Aaron Rodgers. He got sacked four times. He got pressured a lot. That's one of our talking points. We'll get to that in just a little bit. All right, man. It was, uh, you know, did have some injuries. I don't think we had any, any terrible injuries. We have this Cam Akers situation. Marquise Brown just had x-rays on well, his foot. They were negative. I mean, what, am I we, we don't know about J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to it all, but we don't have like a torn Fine. ACL, it seems, or anything like that. So that's, you know, <laughs> knock on wood, pretty not. good. Uh, I do want to tell you about the CBS Sports Fantasy Football Today newsletter uh, from Chris Towers. Right into your inbox, awesome fantasy analysis, information, start, sit, waiver wire, all that stuff. Sign up, line, uh, subscribe, get the newsletter, cbssports.com slash newsletters. We actually have several newsletters that you're going to like, but obviously fantasy football today will be right up your alley. CBSSports.com slash newsletters. All right, the big news. Carson Wentz fractured his finger, could miss some time. Taylor Heineke in two QB leagues will be pretty interesting, I imagine. Uh, Kenny Pickett left in the third quarter with a possible concussion, and Mitchell Trubisky came in and played well and, you know, won them the game. Uh, you know, and their defense. Boy, did he make some throws. And that last pretty drive. Incredible. Yeah, he really did. Late in the game. Uh, Skyler Thompson for the Dolphins. He left early in the game, and Teddy Bridgewater came in, played most of the game, and Tyler or Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle had huge games. Uh, Cam Akers, guys, he could get traded. Looks like he may have played his last snap for the Rams. You know, Henderson, we'll talk about him a little bit later. Obviously, huge boost for him. But if you have Cam Akers, and we'll have time to talk about this before waivers run, but he hold or drop Cam Akers. Um, I'd like to, I mean, at this point, it's going to come down to what's on the waiver wire and what your, uh, what your needs are. 
I would like to hold him, but I don't like, I think Dave said this this morning. I think it's far more likely Cam Akers is getting cut than traded. I can't imagine someone's going to give up a draft pick for him. Is there a scenario? I mean, I was trying to think, like, we talked about this this morning on our live stream. Where could he go that's a boost for him? What destination? Um, well, I think probably any team he goes to will have a better offensive line. <laughs> Maybe, but, you know. That's not a joke. Where, where does he, where does he walk in? They're on their third string right guard yeah. and their third string left tackle, I think. Yeah, they they have the worst yeah. offensive line in football right now, I think. Except they went into today's game with the 10th highest rushing run blocking grade on PFF, uh, which didn't make any sense. And then Frank said on football outsiders, they had like, they were like 28th in one of those metrics. So I think that made more sense, but yeah, I mean, but can he walk into a situation and be a starter? Where would he go? The, the no. dolphins? No, I mean, I, he might have a spot where he can be part of a rotation in Miami. We don't know what the Dobbins injury is. So maybe Baltimore makes some sense. Maybe if he were, does, does he replace Sony Michelle with the Chargers? You know, it's something like that. He's not going to go anywhere where he's going to immediately establish himself as the main guy. And you know what? He hasn't earned it. He hasn't looked good on a consistent basis uh, to to warrant it. And if he did, the Rams wouldn't be trying to trade him. Yeah. So my it, it feels like something went down during the week of practice, and the Rams are tired of him because they figure. We can win without this guy, and now they're trying to trade him and get him somewhere. But I, I, I don't see where there's a team where he can go to where his fantasy value is going to be particularly good. All right, and J.K. Dobbins did not play in the second half as his knee tightened up on him. Kenyon Drake had 119 rushing yards in this game, and Dobbins is one of our losers. Obviously very tough to trust him. We'll wait for more information, but uh, it's it stinks. We were hopeful for Dobbins to get going at this point, and it's just not happening. Jalen Waddell hurt his shoulder. He said he was good after the game. We don't know what the case is. Marquise Brown, I just mentioned, he hurt his foot, left in a walking boot. X-rays were negative. That was very late in the game. Cameron Brait, man, hope he doesn't have another concussion. He just missed time with a concussion. He left late in the game with a head injury. And as soon as he left, Kate Otten got two catches late in the game. Uh, Brandon Ayuk Ayuk returned, right? One of the stars of today. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Deion Jackson. Wow. What a great game for Deion Jackson. Absolute stud. And he left and then he came back and then he left again with a quad injury very late in the game. Um, you know, it might not matter cause we're hoping Jonathan Taylor plays in week seven, but, uh, that's, that was a tough break. All right, let's um, do a segment. Did oh, you get ahead. PJ Walker? Oh, that's right. He left with a concussion, right? The, the and strangest that. thing I've ever seen. He got just obliterated by Jalen Ramsey on a blitz helmet to helmet said he didn't have a concussion it looked like but it was helmet to helmet and vicious so they made him come off the field but how do you have a helmet to helmet collision inside the pocket that forces the quarterback to leave the game that is not flagged yeah you know i'd like to and then you had that tripping that on chris jones that wasn't called and i'd like to just say i really think that we could make just about everything reviewable if the people reviewing the plays didn't take their sweet-ass time when everybody watching at home can tell in five seconds what happened. And the replay officials take two minutes to make these simple calls. Remember when they made pass interference reviewable a couple of years ago? And you're sitting there, you're watching, goes, oh, no, that was not pass interference. And they don't overturn it. Like, what are you doing? We all can see it. 
Why do they I have think to? Why do they have to be so meticulous? Just it's common sense. Just make the uh, have somebody reviewing it. It's make not the that call. Easy. Change it in five seconds. Day whatever. Adjust the time. Could take thirty seconds. We could do it. Heath, we can do this. Be a dreamer. We can't. We can because do it. if you were the person making that decision, you could be confident that you were right one hundred percent of the time, and sixty percent of the time, half of Twitter would think you were wrong. There are such common sense, obvious situations, though. Like that Chris they get Jones wrong tripped every single week. Did Chris Jones trip Josh Allen? Yes, that yes. could have taken yes. ten seconds. It could have taken ten seconds to flag. You know, I don't know. I think it was, I think they make it a little bit too complicated than it needs to be. I'm Adam Azer, and I support this message. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look. Yeah, nah, screw that. Why don't we do the segment now? I'm not going to make you guys wait. This one's called "What's the Deal with." So what's the deal with the Green Bay offense? Dave, you touched on it with Aaron Rodgers. They have now scored 22 points against the Giants and 10 points against the Jets in their last two games. They've scored 14 or fewer points in three of six games, and they haven't scored 20. They haven't scored more than 27 points in a game yet, and they did that eight times in 2021. Is the absence of Devontae Adams just crushing everybody? I know you know you talked about the passing game, but people are are very concerned about Aaron Jones. What's the deal with the Packers offense? I don't think they're giving their run game enough of a chance. It certainly has felt that way over the last couple of weeks that they've just been so um, – that they've put everything on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. And Rodgers, of course, would love that opportunity. He relishes it, but he doesn't have one of the best receivers in the NFL anymore. It's not working with Dobbs. Uh, Watson's got a hamstring. He's not playing. Lazard is making some great catches, but even so, he had four receptions on nine targets. That's kind of an issue. The running backs that we thought would have a much bigger role in the passing game, they did this week. They had seven catches. They didn't even have 40 yards on those seven catches, and they did it on 10 targets. Robert Tunyon ended up being the most targeted and the highest receiver in terms of receptions and yards for the Green Bay Packers. They're not challenging downfield successfully enough. Defenses are taking advantage. The offensive line also is not doing a very good job. It's a mess. And I think it starts with the play calling, and uh, I, I think they need to really get that line going better. And maybe that's why they're not running it, is because they know that the offensive line isn't very good, and they can't pop open lanes consistently enough. Dylan had a nice run in this game, but outside of that, there really wasn't anything to get excited about from the running backs. And they're not scoring tons of points as a result. It makes it very frustrating for fantasy. Yeah, uh, Heath. Like, what the you- easiest explanation is they're bad. <laughs> They're at Washington next week, then Buffalo's tough, then Detroit. I mean, they've got kind of a mix of good and bad matchups going forward. But are we going to throw a buy-low tag on Aaron Jones, or are we just going to hit the panic meter here, panic button? Uh, one of my believe-it-or-nots was that he should be benched until further notice. You can't. You just can't. You can't do it. I know that you should, but you'd have to be totally loaded at running back to do it. Well, you could have just picked up Ken Walker. Sure, sure. Well, like that's a great example. Like, I would love to start Ken Walker over and Ramondre uh, Stevenson. If yeah, if I mean maybe even if Damian Harris comes back, but would you still? I want to talk about him from a season-long standpoint here. I mean, how do you value Aaron Jones right now? Would you make some offers? Uh, or would you? Or would you just, you know, not don't want him on your team? I don't know. I'm not saying cut him, but not appealing anyway. Well, like most of the players who are greatly underperforming their draft day expectations, he's already on all my teams. So I'm probably <laughs> not going to make any offers. Dave, how about you? How do you value him? Number two running back? Flex? Yeah. 
I, I and, and not two. like a top fifteen running back either. If you look at him as like a like a top eighteen running back, certainly you'd rather have him than Dylan. And you've got to listen. You you mentioned it. They play Washington next week. That's not the toughest match. It's a good run defense. It, it's it's pretty Very good, good, but it's still not the. You know, I say it's not the toughest defense, but I don't know if that matters for the Packers right. offense. Like that's how they played the Giants two weeks ago. It was in London. I the don't Giants know what happened. Like we got to stop. We got to stop. We got to stop with. I, I think we're six weeks into the season. Um, we got to stop with our, our preconceived notions about the Giants and the Jets. The Giants and the Jets are good. The yeah, Packers are not. I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know if I believe that with the Giants' defense. I, I think their play calling and their coaching more likely is very to make smart. the playoffs. Giants or Packers. I mean, I think you've got to say the Giants just because of their record and how they are right certainly. now. Yeah, certainly. And their next I, four I don't games know, but I don't are... know if I would put. I don't know if I would recommend that people put their hard-earned money on either team to make yeah. the playoffs. No, I I'm agree. But the Giants are five and one, and their next four games are Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions. Sure, and their their run defense is better with Leonard Williams, and he played today, and he made a difference. Well, I guess he didn't really make a difference if Kenyon. No, but you forget that. But 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 you're but right. I mean, the point, like Kenyon Drake just went for hundred yards exactly, against the Giants, exactly, and the Packers couldn't do anything even close to that. Well, you have to. You're gonna have to check what the Jets did, but the Giants loaded up the box. They are daring. The Giants dared Aaron Rodgers to pass the ball last week. I don't know if the Jets did the same, but I watched a lot of this game, and when, and he just, you know, when he gets put in these obvious passing situations, the line just collapsed on him. But all right, I, I think we've we've There's kind a of a lot of times also though that he has. I think he is going, and his intended air yards per pass attempt coming into this game were actually lower than any time in the last five years, but he's throwing a lot of YOLO balls that are bouncing like 10 yards from where the receiver ends up. He also had the thumb injury going into today, so I don't know if that was a factor too. But it, Maybe it's, you should dump it off to Aaron Jones. It's concerning. All right, what's the deal? I tried that 10 times. With Lamar Jackson. Three straight games with fewer than 18 fantasy points. Lamar Jackson. What's the deal, Heath? Worst uh, impression you've ever <laughs> He doesn't have any wide receivers, and his best... Running back is Kenyon Drake. Do you think it's, you know, is it just a Bateman thing? I know that Bateman wasn't exactly playing a huge role, but at least he was a threat to take the top off of defenses. And of course, Jackson scored 46 or more points in two straight weeks in weeks two and three. Do you think all problems are solved when Rashad Bateman gets healthy? If Rashad Bateman gets healthy, I don't think there's really that much of a problem. Like, we're still going to rank him as a top six quarterback next week. Um, and he had 21 fantasy points, I think, with four minutes left in this game and then turned it over twice in the last four minutes to give the Giants the win. That's a good point. And look, he outplayed Kyler Murray. He outplayed Tom Brady this week, and these are guys that we probably— I don't think anybody's—yeah, I don't think anybody's concerned about Lamar Jackson. Okay, then, Dave, what's the deal with Christian Kirk? <laughs> oh, after they talked him up all week about how we needed to get him 9, 10, 11 targets, and then they gave him half that many? <laughs> Uh, you got lucky if you started Christian Kirk, caught four of his five targets, and he had the touchdown in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, uh, to pull Jacksonville ahead. Every time I, I didn't pay the most attention to the Jaguars, but every time I looked up, it was Zay Jones or Evan Ingram. They combined for 11 targets, 10 catches, 82 yards. They didn't have exceptional days. Trevor Lawrence didn't really have that great of a day. Statistically, he did because he ran for two touchdowns. And the Jaguars ran the ball down the throats of the Colts. And I think that's really why Christian Kirk 
yep. didn't get the targets because the Jaguars realized, hey, we can run the ball in this game. We're doing pretty good at it. Let's stick with it. And they did, and it was fine. But, uh, you know, you'd expect more targets from Kirk. I still think he'll come around. I still think the buy low window is open on him, and it might even be – I don't think it's going to be particularly more expensive to acquire Christian Kirk on your fantasy team just because he caught a touchdown pass in week number six. I don't know how you feel about the Giants' defense. I, I don't think they're a super tough matchup, but that's his next opponent, and then Denver, who I do think is a super tough matchup. That's a tough one. Yeah. But I, I do like guys who play in the slot and go downfield. That's a good profile and all that. But also, I mean, we should mention Trevor Lawrence's stats. What a weird day. 22 pass attempts, 20 completions, and up for 163 yards. What a strange day. And three total touchdowns. But 20 of 22 for 163 yards and a touchdown, that's just weird. So not a lot of opportunities for Kirk. All right. Um, would you rather have Christian Kirk or Alan Lazard rest of season? And, and for all the crap of, that we say about the Packers, Alan Lazard is coming through every single week. Who would you rather have rest of season? Lazard. I think it's got to be Lazard just because you can feel safer about the targets with him. He's getting the targets that we thought that Kirk would get. Would you rather have Gabe Davis or Alan Lazard? Davis. Better offense. Yeah, I'll I'll say Lazard just because I'm not like if Gabe Davis pulls this off for an entire season, I'm not even going to believe that he's going to do it next year because no <laughs> one's ever done what he's doing. I thought he was on his way to just an enormous game. I, I don't think Gabe Davis had a target after halftime. I think he had six targets at halftime and he ended with that when he got the big play and he got the touchdown. He's, he like he's literally have if he if he does this for a full season, it will be historic. Which is what? Do what? I think he's averaging 20 five yards a catch or something and he's scored on 15 percent of his targets or something like that wow well he he, <laughs> he scores a lot all right uh let's but, take no, a but and he does um it's just that no one's like and he might he might just be the most efficient wide receiver ever um he was averaging 28.1 yards per catch coming into this game and had three catches on 20 targets and he averaged over 20 yards per catch in this game and caught a touchdown on six targets. So that's now four touchdowns on 26 targets and I'm averaging about 25 yards per catch. Wow. <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right, <laughs> that's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll solve the mystery of what is Heath drinking. There is a guest there on, uh, on our YouTube channel. And we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, Heath is drinking a grape drink. Somebody want to know, are you drinking grape Fanta? Um, what are you drinking over there? It is not grape. It is black raspberry. Oh, that's bold. Yeah. Okay. All right, news and notes. Robbie Anderson was ejected by his own coach, mm. and P.J. Walker left with a concussion, replaced by Jacob Eason. Uh, Randall Cobb may have suffered a high ankle sprain. Do you want to, does anybody want to get in there? I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, I was just going to say Jacob Eason threw five passes and threw for one fewer yard than P.J. Walker. <laughs> Saquon Barkley did not uh, score at the end of the game. That could decide fantasy, fantasy uh, matchups. That is my in. least favorite part of football. I, I complained about it last week, too. But there is nothing that irritates, and I know it's a smart play, and he was. It's good that he did it, and they won. Um, I hate it. <laughs> so if we, so you don't much. know what we're talking about. He had a clear path to the end zone, but the Ravens were out of timeouts. The Giants had the lead. He was at about the two yard line, and he slid down because it, it wouldn't have really mattered. It would have been a two score game. When Jamar Chase scored his touchdown, my brain thinks, "Wait." Should he have just gone down at the one so they could have kneeled it three times? Mm. Like, I hate that I even think about that. It's the worst part of football. <laughs> Joe Mixon. Except for all the injuries. Joe, yeah, right? No, Joe Mixon was lined up as a wide receiver on his touchdown catch. That was a nice play. Uh, Miles Garrett left. The 49ers lost another lineman. The Rams. A good one. Yeah, McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey, their right tackle. The Rams lost their left tackle, Joe Nopum. The Rams. Their last good one. The Rams lost another. Or, I'm sorry. The Niners lost another cornerback. I'm not sure if Traverius Ward came back, but that would be another defensive back. And they lost by 14, and they're super beat up. The Dolphins also had a lot of injuries in this game. Defensive lineman Emmanuel Ogba, cornerback Nick Needham, and of course Jalen Waddle. I think there might have been another too. AJ Terrell, the stud cornerback for the Falcons, yeah. he left with a thigh injury. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know if some of these guys came back in. Um, I don't think Terrell did, and I think Isaiah Oliver left as well. Okay. And he had, he had just come back off the injury list. So uh, you guys got any early waiver wire candidates? Chris Towers keeps a running log of this. and Kenyon Drake. Yeah, he's barely rostered. Um, Caleb Huntley, Kenyon Drake, Deion Jackson, if, you know, we'll see what's going on there. Wandale Robinson's about 11% rostered. He caught a touchdown. How many snaps did Wandale play? Dave, the quicker, slicker, looker, upper. At one point in the game, I think he had played three snaps and he had two catches and a touchdown. Hey, Wandale Robinson efficient. unofficially played 14 snaps. Ooh. All right, that'll go up. Uh, I hope so. Daniel Bellinger, Mike Kosicki, Robert Tunyon, tight ends who had good days. All right, just 
players to keep it. I wonder if Kosicki is tied to Bridgewater, though. Well, the only two games where I think he's had a good day well, is when they've been in major comeback mode at the Ravens, where they won, and then in this game, they won that game at the Ravens, right? Um, it yeah, Waddles may be hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if Waddles hurt, then I think there might be more room for Gasicki. All right, this is not a Ramondre Stevenson. Well, no, this is not a Ken Walker week. Obviously, cross our fingers. All right, speaking of Ken Walker, let's go to Heath's winners. So Juju is one of them. Ken Walker is another. <sighs> Man, he looked great today. Uh, terrific game. And, um, yeah, what do you have to say about him? And Chase Claypool, who's 40% rostered, is another winner for you. But Ken Walker, Heath. Yeah, um, 110 yards. Saw three targets in a game. They threw 30 passes. Looked spectacular running the football. Uh, Ken Walker looks like a guy who it might be another week or two of this, and we're talking about him in the same breath. We're talking about Brees Hall as a top 12 running back rest of season, but at least a top 20 guy now and certainly a must-start option for the foreseeable future. Chase Claypool maybe was the biggest winner in terms of where his value was before the game, and now we have to reconsider him. It muddies the water for everyone else in Pittsburgh, but he made a couple of spectacular like George Pickens type plays, the type of plays that the team says, you know what, we should throw the ball to that guy more often. Um, so I, I, I think Chase Claypool went from irrelevant to now we have to think about him. And I have no idea how I'm like Dave and I argued all week long about Deontay Johnson versus George Pickens. And they combined for like six fantasy points and Chase Claypool scored 23. Yeah. He's 40% or, rostered. I mean, are you going to make any, any ads or just this is really frustrating? I started him in one league. Um, nice. Well, him and Juju wow. both. Nice. Want to guess what that team's record was coming in? <laughs> um, I will probably <laughs> add him in deeper leagues. Like if he's available in the podcast league or definitely deeper than 12 league and some some 12 team leagues. I don't know who's don't on you, the buy this week. Don't, don't you fear that he's going to end up making you regret that though? Because yeah. he's been so inferior all season long. Anything good that happens, Dave, I feel that way right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. There's no. I don't think we have to feel that way about Ken Walker. I think we're. I think we're good with Ken Walker. Uh, do, do you do you have any idea how many targets he had with Pickett? Oh, that's a good question. And if not, I'll look it up. The quick, but what it, I saw from Claypool all happened with Trubisky, including a pair of unbelievable third down catches, both of them third and long when Tampa Bay was trying to get the ball back and just Trubisky put it in a place where Claypool could come down with it. He looked like a monster. It was exactly, it was flashbacks to his rookie year. Okay. And he had a two point conversion, right? I think so. Yeah. And they've got the dolphins next week, which isn't a horrible matchup. Uh, no. He's got Philly after that, though. See, that's Especially. when he's going to let you down. See, he's got the Dolphins, I, and then he's after. He's going to let you down tomorrow. Dave, Come on, you can't trust logic. him. I know. I, I, you know what I didn't do? I didn't use logic with Kyle Pitts this week, and he ended up scoring. That's Yeah, crazy. just say no. the thing that doesn't make any sense. 19 yards. Chase Claypool is going to be the league MVP for the next four years. It's, it's, but it's just, I mean, it's just a crowded situation. And Fryermuth didn't play in this game, too, so let's not forget that. Yeah. Uh, Very good point. Dave, your winners are Alan Lazard and Michael Pittman and Travis Etienne. So let's talk about Pittman. Thir- Where's my music? Sorry. Let's talk about Pit 
Bateman, 13 catches, 134 yards on 16 targets. Uh, a huge game for him. Started in 81% of leagues. Colts had an interesting game plan. They decided to just throw it almost 60 times. And it worked, and Pittman had a huge game, and hopefully he made it up to you after a couple of dud weeks. They've got the Titans and the Commanders, uh, Patriots after that, the Raiders after that. So I, I got a lot of questions about Pittman, and I just thought it would be smart to put a, call him a winner for this week. And hopefully fantasy managers know that he's a must-start for at least the next four weeks. Yeah, we got a lot of questions about him too. I mean, people were, were frustrated with him. I think the way I saw it was two weeks ago, he had a couple of almost touchdowns. I think he had one overturn or something like that. And last week he faced Denver. Uh, buying low on a guy after Denver is a good idea. And uh, yeah, he's the clear-cut number one. Nice, by the way, nice uh, game or week-saving catch by Alec Pierce. Uh, that very aggressive oh, man. play call. He did call that a ton in Cincinnati. I think he got hurt. He got hurt. We'll, we'll have to look into that because for a, there was a play in the two minute drill where he's targeted on the right sideline. It was one of the two pass interferences he drew, and he made like seventeen efforts to grab the ball and landed pretty hard out of bounds, and then didn't see a target or play near as many snaps in the third quarter. Oh, God, hurt and came back. Mike Strawn, Michael Strawn was playing a lot more, mm. and then he came back later in the game. So I, okay. I, I didn't ever see anything about him getting hurt, but I. Something happened because he didn't play for a while. All right, losers. Oh, this is interesting, Dave. Eno Benjamin was a loser for you. He had 65 total yards and uh, three catches, but he had, he had almost all the running back touches, just didn't have a great oh, game. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so let's talk about him because he was clearly outshined by Ken Walker, but why was Eno Benjamin a loser? It, because it's the greatest matchup on paper that a fantasy running back can have. And you just told us what he did, and it's not that great. Played 87% of the snaps. He played all but one third down. He had all three of their snaps inside the 10. And man, I, I can't help but feel underwhelmed. And I it's it feels like maybe our first big fooled you game from a player who was on the waiver wire two weeks ago. Um, who who what, gets an opportunity? Are you talking about the running back for the Cardinals or the quarterback for the Seahawks? <laughs> uh, well, there's a fool you game there too. That's a really good point. But I, I feel like a lot of people started, you know, Benjamin expecting him. I certainly expected him to get more than just a few catches. I thought he'd set a career high there and instead terrible rushing average. The offense was something he just could not overcome. Cardinals are a total mess. And uh, now here come the saints next week. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Next they, Thursday. They give up a lot of points. Those, those new Orleans saints, We'll see if Connor is back next week. But, uh, yeah, this is disappointing for Eno Benjamin. And this team cannot run the ball. Heath, your losers, DJ Moore, Aaron Jones, and J.K. Dobbins. So Dobbins is the only one we have not talked about. He was started in 70% of leagues. He had seven carries for 15 yards. And then he did not play in the second half. Uh, His what do we do? knee tightened up is what his coach said. He talked with the media afterwards and seemed to be in really good spirits. I don't get the indication that anyone on Baltimore thinks this is a serious injury. It's just that he's still not healthy. And Justice Hill looked better than him when the two of them were playing football together. Kenyon Drake now looks better than him when the two of them are playing football together. Um, you can't, like, I'm not dropping him. I'm still hopeful that in a couple of weeks he will be J.K. K. Dobbins again. Jason Lockenfora thought that he was really getting close, but something went wrong, and he was playing on the worst field in the NFL, so it could just be that. Um, That's what uh, Harbaugh blamed it on. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I thought he said it could have been. 
Yeah, he said maybe. But wow. that's his way of blaming it on the man. You, you lose to the Giants the and you start what? You lose to the Giants, you start making excuses. I know it's embarrassing. By the way, when was the last time a team lost to the Giants and the Jets in the same season as the Packers have done now? Like, it's got to be a long time. <laughs> uh, probably not, but I... I'll put it out on Twitter. When was the last time I did team lost to both teams from New Jersey? But yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, so those are your winners and your losers. Our winners this week were Alan Lazard, Travis Etienne, Michael Pittman for Dave... Juju Smith-Schuster, Ken Walker, Chase Claypool for Heath. Losers this week were Eno Benjamin and Aaron Rodgers for Dave. DJ Moore, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins for Heath. Let's get into the games, and let's start with Buffalo and Kansas City. Buffalo 24, Kansas City 20. Definitely not as many points as we thought, but all around a pretty good game and, and a good game for fantasy. Heath, give me a believe it or not from this one. Um... Believe it or not, Dawson Knox is a borderline start again every week. Don't believe it. And I don't have to believe it because the Bills are on by this week and he's going to be on my waiver wire. Yeah, we don't believe it. I mean, what's that. the difference between him and all the other guys at the bottom? None. Of the top you just flip between the one that you can get your hands on that you think so is going to score buy, a you can pick him up. I don't think he's better than any of them. As uh, I don't think he reaches the next tier up. Of he could score a touchdown and get you 40 yards on top of it game to game. So should we be trying to sell Gabe Davis? Oh, that's not a bad idea if you can get something really good for him. Right, because he's had 12 targets in his last two games. He's turned that into 245 yeah. Yeah. yards and, and three <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, you could really try to look at matchups. The Steelers were a team that were giving up a lot of big plays through the air. And then I just I saw the way the Chiefs really struggled against Devontae Adams last week, and I really thought, wow, Gabe Davis could light them up. And they were down one of their starting cornerbacks in Rashad Fenton. Um, so it was a good matchup for them. And I don't know. I mean, I, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, people are so high on Gabe Davis that I wonder what you could turn him into. Like magic, you know. Poof, turn him into something. <laughs> anyway, give what advice. What was the Twitter poll we did last week on Sunday night? Gabe Davis versus somebody rest of season, and Gabe Davis crushed him. Man, I don't know. I Go don't back know. and look. I think you can up. get a top. I think you can probably get a top twelve wide receiver for Gabe. Ooh, Davis. I got a good I one. Try. I think this is tough. Would you rather have Gabe Davis or Debo Samuel? Probably still Debo. What about Gabe Davis good. or Ken Walker? I'd be tempted to take Walker. Me too. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I think I would. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie had a terrible game. Yikes. Let's, oh, he was bad. I was going to say, yeah. believe it or not, Isaiah McKenzie is droppable, but I didn't want to. No, no, no. Say it. Make me answer it. You, you know, it, it, He is. He is. I don't want to make you answer is. it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to say goodbye to him forever and you're never going to get him back on your team. But he had a terrible game, and now he's on by. There's no point in carrying him. Forget it. It's okay. He played, uh, well, I actually have it right in front of me. Isaiah McKenzie played 37 of 72 snaps today for the Bills. Um, that's not great. No. So <laughs> that's a lot of snaps. Anyway, Clyde Edwards Elair with another bad game. This time, no catches. Oh, Devin Singletary, by the way, winner. I mean, you guys called it. It's a competitive game. 
He was going to be involved. And they ran, I, you know, if the Chiefs played their safeties any deeper in this game, they would have been in the end zone on like every play, basically. So they ran the ball, and they ran very successfully. 17 carries, 85 yards for Devin Singletary. What about Clyde, though? Who would you rather have rest of the season, Devin or Clyde? I guess Singletary. I, yeah, I mean, I don't feel awesome about either one. You don't feel awesome about Singletary? I mean, he's got a clear-cut role uh, <laughs> as the no doubt about it guy basically for them you know his role might change every week but it's not like he's splitting how often are we going to see him get 17 carries in a game guessing two more times okay so like what was his previous high i'm looking it up 11 okay so 11 was his previous high for carries in a game four catches is that his second highest amount on the season tied for second i think okay so he's still look uh, give him credit for being a guy who could be around 15 touches per week. He's still not going to score a ton. He's, he he played a great game. He barely had over 100 total yards, and he needed 21 touches to do it. All right. Anything else okay. from this now, game? Now, putting that in a context oh, sorry. with what Clyde Edwards-Elaire has done this year, I, I think I'd rather have Devin Singletary, but I don't love either guy. I'd still rather have Aaron Jones than both of them, for example. And Travis Kelsey stinks. He did not score four touchdowns today, but he did have 100 yards. Let's go to our next game. Seattle 19 and Arizona 9, a fantasy dud. Oh, Heath, man. what do we got? Uh, believe it or not, Geno Smith turned back into a pumpkin and will not be usable rest of season. I do not wish to believe that. So I, I don't think I will, but the one thing that I was worried about, I, I said it on our show, if he's pressured a lot, does that make him revert back into what he was. And every time I watched him throw, because I'll admit it, I was watching the Bills Chiefs game. Uh, he he looked like he was under pressure quite a bit. He was on the run. He had 48 yards on six carries. I'm I'm a little bit nervous with some of the matchups coming up that he's going to be under some pressure and, and he could struggle. So not necessarily a must-start quarterback. Is he going to be a top 12 quarterback for me this coming week against the Chargers? Yeah, probably he'll be close to it, I think. You'd still rather have him than Stafford, I'm guessing, rest of season? Yeah. Gino? Well, yeah, but... How about Rodgers or Gino? I'd probably take Rodgers. I mean, I, I'm kind of still liking Gino. I, look, I, how many times did I say it throughout the week? Arizona does not get beat deep. The longest completion in this game was 22 yards for Seattle. And they took away a number one receiver again. DK Metcalf had 37 yards or something like that. Lockett it even less. Yeah, Lockett was terrible. Lockett's the number one receiver. Not, I don't think in terms of scheme defensively. I think teams take... By the way, I, right. I sh- you should know that I now think that Tyler Lockett is a better receiver than DK Metcalf. Metcalf makes too many mistakes. Drops, fumbles. Mm-hmm. Lockett does basically none of that. But, right. but um, I think teams would game plan more to take away Metcalf. I agree. You're right. Um but this is what the Cardinals do. And and again, their defense has been pretty darn good since week one when they got shredded by the Chiefs and they just don't get beat deep. And they didn't. And once again, they did not get beat deep. So uh, it was kind of an interesting matchup. I wanted to see what would happen and it did not go Geno Smith's way. Um, believe it or not, if Marquise Brown's going to miss time, Rondale Moore needs to be in that check and make sure Rondale Moore is not available section of the waiver wire on Tuesday. Definitely. That's a good one. 
What's his roster share? Sixty-five percent, like just outside of what we normally talk about. But yeah, he. They, I like the way they're using him, and he looks a little bit more sudden with the football than he did last year. So I, I'm not sure his role is going to go away. So, question: This role we've seen in Week Four, he did not really play in the slot, as I recall. In Week Five, he did, and I'm guessing he did in this game. Rondell Moore, I'm talking about. But whether it was Dorch in the first three games or Moore in Weeks Five and Six. See a ton of catches out of the slot for this Cardinals team. Does that change when DeAndre Hopkins gets back, or is more going to be valuable regardless? I think it changes if Hopkins, Brown, and Ertz are all there. I don't think I think he could still be third, and Ertz could be fourth, but it might be third at six targets per game. How do you guys feel in general about Kyler Murray with Hopkins coming back Thursday for hopefully the rest of the season? Hopkins better be him his old self. And when you say old self, you don't mean twenty twenty one DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, you well, mean you 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 mean the PEDs better have worked DeAndre Hopkins. They, they better not have worn <laughs> off. Um, no, I think I think the twenty twenty one version was good enough because of what it did to coverages and getting other people open on the team. Um, they they showed on the, the graphic today of Kyler Murray's career with and without DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, and he's just. He's not a very good quarterback without DeAndre Hopkins. Ran for 100 yards, gave you 14 points. 100 yards and 14 points, that's that's really yikes. That's that's tough. Okay, anything else in this game? I mean, just your thoughts, I guess, in general about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. You're still going to start them, which is why I think there's room for Geno to be a top 12 fantasy quarterback. I'm not going to have one game ruin – Three players who have been really good in fantasy. If, if you're going to be worried about it because of what they did against Arizona, um, that's that's on you. Adam, you really laid it out. The Cardinals do a good job of not giving up the big play. But, but the, the bigger issue is what if Kenneth Walker takes off? Yeah, and That means a, a lot more games where Geno isn't even throwing 31 passes, which is what he had in this game. Okay, uh, let's uh, go to our next I, I game. I do think it's not, with Geno specifically, it's not as simple as letting one game ruin our opinion of Geno Smith because three games had just drastically changed our opinion of Geno Smith. Right, like he deserves credit for that. Yep. But the, when the, the one game looked very much more like everything Geno Smith's ever been before. I, I mean, how bad was he? I, I don't, he didn't uh, throw an interception. They. No, they just took away the deep balls, and the Seattle's op- did pass offense didn't have anything else. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, all right. Let's go to uh, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Rams and the Panthers, the game everyone's been waiting to hear about. Oh Rams boy, and Panthers. This will be a hoot after the break on fantasy football today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back, everybody. we got a bunch of games left here. So it's Rams 24, Carolina 10. Rams had the ball for over 37 minutes. At least Christian McCaffrey gets seven catches and now over 20 fantasy points in PPR in three straight games. Heath, what do we got on Rams and Panthers? Um, Believe it or not, we need to be pay attention to Allen Robinson again? Mm, nah. Don't believe it. Yeah, I want to see it again. Yeah, I guess he is still 64% rostered. I'd rather have Rondale. They There's were... not much from this game. Like, McCaffrey's awesome. Cup's awesome. Higby had a bad game, but you're not getting away from him. And Stafford's bad. Yeah, they were without... The Panthers were without their top corner, J.C. Horn, and then I believe Dante Jackson, their other top corner, left with an injury. So this was pretty easy of, of a matchup by the end of it. And Stafford, of course... Scored 14 points. So he is 94% rostered, and he has a bye, Matthew Stafford. And then he has the Niners, which really might not be a tough matchup, and then he has the Bucks. Is there a reason to keep Matthew Stafford through the bye? No. No. Okay, bye. No. Daryl Henderson, bye. rest of season, or James Conner? Henderson. Uh, Conner, I guess. Darryl, I don't have much. I don't have much hope for either one. I agree with that. So then, why Connor over? Henry? I think Connor could still like if the offense, if the Arizona offense starts working again, and Connor comes back, he could have a touchdown, eight touchdowns in the second half of the season. All right, let me throw this idea out there. Do you, you could think, say the exact same thing for Henderson. Do you think the, the Rams, Rams can get? Is Henderson things? the short yardage back? Uh, he was. He was today. He had a two-yard touchdown run. Well, he did have a short yardage carry, but Malcolm Brown was as well. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. Okay. Malcolm Brown looks like an offensive lineman, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he had five of six snaps inside the 10. Henderson did. The quicker. I'll double-check it. So what about the idea that the Rams get get right after the bye? Sean McVay takes this, this two weeks here, figures things out. Um, it would take the offensive line getting healthy. That would be a good first step. Van Jefferson should be back after the bye. That would be a nice step, somebody to help out their passing game. And that's really what they need to do. They just need to do a better job of protecting Matthew Stafford, giving him another reliable option in the passing game. If there's three guys in the passing game and it's Cup, Robinson, and Jefferson, and I'm not saying that's the that's the order that they're going to get targets in, I, I think that helps them. And I think Henderson is clearly going to be their guy. There's, I, I like his upside better than Connor's, I have to say. Okay. And I, I think you absolutely have to hang on to him 
through his bye week, and you're going to hang on to Cup, and you're going to hang on to Higby. You should hang on to Higby. But that's yeah. it. That's I, I would it. also hang on to that. Cup. I, I would agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati 30, New Orleans 26. Mm. Burrow, 38 points for Burrow. QB1. Awesome game. Yeah, national, I don't have a believe it or not for this game. Won a national championship at that stadium. He's repping it. Uh, all right, I'll do one then. Believe it or not, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are not going to be successful in the same week, ever. I don't believe it. Don't believe that. Okay, let's do a different one. I got one. Go ahead. Believe it or not, you can drop kick Hayden Hurst off your roster. Yes, believe it. Yeah. Believe it or not, you can drop kick Jarvis Landry off your roster. (laughs) Is he on people's rosters? He's on a few. Believe it or not, now is the time to go get Michael Thomas. Where is he? Um, believe it or not, Taysom Hill. Wait, wait. Answer Dave's question first. To go get Michael Thomas? Trade him. Tra- is he a buy low? I'm pretty skeptical of him and Keenan Allen and kind of DeAndre Hopkins, too. All the older receivers? You're being yeah. an ageist? I am. That's Okay. It's fantasy. It's not real life. Who do you feel the best out of in that group? Allen, Hopkins, Thomas going forward. I think Hopkins because he's not hurt as far as we know. Emotionally, he probably hurt. All right. I don't know. Believe it or not, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill had five carry. Oh, I think I have the wrong stats. For five him. carries no, for no, 39 five yards. Five carries, 39 yards, four pass attempts for 16 yards, zero touchdowns, zero catches, zero faith in him. Has anything more than a touchdown or bust fantasy option? which is what we said coming into the week. Yeah. Yeah, and who would you rather have rest of season? This is a great question. Oh, my God. Best question of the night. Rest of season. Alvin Kamara or Joe Mixon? Kamara. I think I feel a little bit better with Mixon. And I think Kamara, I I can't call Kamara a good buy low candidate because it's a second straight game with over 100 yards, and the people who have him aren't going to be sick of him yet. And he had a ton of catches, too. That was really nice to see. But I, I still feel like Mixon's going to come around. I, we, we, we had a lot of chatter during the Sunday late game. Who could compete with either Buffalo or Kansas City in the AFC? And the team that we kept landing on was Cincinnati. They've got a fundamentally sound defense. They play really disciplined. The offensive line will get it together. I think today was an example of that. Their run game will eventually get going. Burrow's awesome. I th- they're three and three right now, but I think that they've got a great shot to be at worst the three seed out of the AFC. Yeah, I think it's a, more of a question who can like who has a chance of going into Buffalo and winning though. Um, I mean they've got they, they're explosive as hell, but but actually I shouldn't say that. You know, if you look at the stats for Jamar Chase, you probably would think, oh, he must have had a big big play downfield. He had big plays, but they weren't downfield. He had 132 yards, but this is not a team that was throwing the ball. I, I mean, can you check the A dots and all that? I don't think I might have that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was really that kind of game. It was a lot of short stuff for Jamar Chase and a lot of yards after the catch. Well, but whatever. Look, I mean, he'll take it. I mean, look, he had that one big play for the touchdown. That's going to ruin his A dot. Uh, well, 10.8, Adam. Yeah, I mean that's fine, but that's he's not. They didn't fix what what had ailed them. They did not. 
take the top off of defenses, but they got the ball in Chase's hands and he made some plays, and that's awesome. Uh, all right, let's go to our next game. New England 38 and Cleveland 15. Um, believe it or not, more than one wide receiver in New England can matter. <laughs> eh. No, I'm not ready to believe that. It's just it's going to be really hard to predict what it's going to be from game to game. Jacoby gave you double-digit PPR points. That's cool, but so did Devontae Parker. And then Hunter Henry and Tyquan Thornton were awesome. I, I wonder if, I mean, first off, does Bailey Zappi say the starter? Um, great. No chance. But if he does, does Hunter Henry matter? He had five targets last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven targets this week. Janu had a couple of targets too, so they were getting the tight ends more involved. I shouldn't have been that dismissive. I'm sorry, Heath, but if they spent a, you know the 15th overall pick or whatever on Mac Jones last year, I think it was 15th. I can't imagine he's losing his job. Um, but they don't. They may not necessarily have to rush him back. We don't know how close he was to playing unless there was a report that I didn't see. Let me ask a more fantasy relevant question here. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson could be top five as long as Damian Harris is out. That's pretty clear. Sure. What do you think his rest of season value is? Would you rather have him or Ken Walker? Or would you rather have him or Aaron Jones? I mean, it's tied to splitting in that backfield, which is something he didn't do. He played almost 90% of the snaps for New England. Walker, Stevenson, Jones. That That's... Oh, well, I don't know if I would even... You'd rather like have that. Stevenson ahead of Jones rest of season. That's That's a hot take. How come? Just losing faith? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, the Patriots are obviously a much better running team. And yeah, he at least, I think, probably has a little ramp up here of a, another. I mean, I know the whole Damian Harris questionable thing this week, but I'm going to go with the original por- report of multiple weeks. Um, I think he's going to have a couple of weeks here without Damian Harris. And, and as of right now, we don't expect Aaron Jones to have any weeks without A.J. Dillon. And honestly, if you look at the touches, they probably weren't that different when Damian Harris was playing compared to what Aaron Jones is getting on a weekly basis. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Amari Cooper scored. He was at home. Scored a very, very close touchdown. Was almost out of bounds. Right. Yeah. Not much from this game. Oh, God. Terrible game for Kareem Hunt. Four touches, 12 yards. Just awful. I think the first time this season, I said this morning, he'd been the most predictable player in fantasy. He'd been within a 20-yard range and a three-touch range in almost every game. And then he had four. And he played almost the same percentage of snaps as Nick Chubb. Right. They just they, they trailed. They got blown out at home, and they just couldn't run the ball. All right, Giants 24, Ravens 20. What do we got? Uh, believe it or not, the Giants are going to win one of their next two games and be at 6-2. and two. <laughs> Jaguars, Seahawks, yes, I think they'll win one of them. Okay. Uh, I believe it or not, <laughs> I don't. Uh, Wandale Robinson should be the most added player this week. I'm I'm sure someone will, will come up that'll be a little bit more appealing than Wandale Robinson. Look, I think it's cool that he had four targets on 14 snaps, and I'm sure his role will grow, but I'm not... I'm not believing that he's going to be the best player to go get off the waiver wire. It's a good call. He most added. So best player off the waiver wire and most added are a little bit different because he's starting at 11%. So he could rise the most and become the most added player. It's him or Kenyon Drake, I think right now. 
Uh, who would you rather add in a vacuum? Oh, ooh, wait. Let's throw Gus Edwards in there. I think well, I'd I rather think add Gus might Ed. actually fit in a vacuum, so I would <laughs> go with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What do you think, Dave? Gus Edwards, Kenya Drake, or uh, Wandale Robinson? I'm not sure if Gus is ready yet. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If, if my team is five and one after this week and I've got some bench spots to stash a guy, then that's, that's where Gus Edwards comes into play for me. Um, I, although I think if I need help now, Drake will be who I pick up first and then Robinson second. So here's my Robinson spiel is that I do think at his best, he's a more explosive version of Sterling Shepard. And okay. he's going to play the same position I expect that Sterling Shepard did for Daniel Jones. Let's see where he played. And that's where Daniel Jones has historically given the largest percentage of his targets. That's a good spiel. Yeah, they just, I mean, they, they are kind of a gimmicky offense. They really never throw the ball downfield. It's going to be Oh, tough. there's nothing. Yeah, the, the entire thing appears to be smoke and mirrors, but um, <laughs> it, it, might, it might work for the whole year. I think you could probably do worse than Daniel Bellinger. His role's changing. I think he's a red zone slash end zone target. 14% added. We'll talk about him on Tuesday, I'm sure, a little bit. Yeah, uh, people are going to like him, and he caught all five of his targets. Wandell played in the slot on 64.3% of his 14 snaps. All right, so can eight. we move on, or, or we Nine. need anything with the Ravens? I think we're good, right? We talked about Mar Jackson earlier. Indianapolis 34... Indianapolis 34, Jacksonville 27. Great game. And Matt Ryan. Oh, is Matt Ryan QB1? No, Joe Burrow. Uh, Ryan, though, 33 fantasy points. And his only games with fewer than 17 fantasy points. 17 is not great. But, you know, Lamar Jackson was at 17 today. Kyler didn't get you 17. Brady struggled. So the, his only two games without 17 points were one without Michael Pittman and the other one was against Denver. Uh, so a little, little hat tip there to Matt Ryan. Heath, what do you got here for the Colts and the Jags? Yeah, I was going to say, believe it or not, Matt Ryan's a, uh, a borderline start rest of season. If this were week one, I would have potentially believed that, but I've seen enough of him playing poorly to not believe it. And by the way, there's there's a guy that's coming back off the injury list soon, hopefully soon. That'll make a big difference in how the Colts call plays. Of course, I'm speaking of Naheem Hines. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I would rather them just call plays like they did in this game and let Jonathan Taylor do the things that Deion Jackson did. Oh, please. Wouldn't that be amazing? And he can do it. I, I don't, don't want to see them run don't... him into the offensive line 17 times. Well, that's what... I didn't see all of Deion Jackson, but I watched every one of his carries from last week, and he, I think there was one carry last week where Deion Jackson went outside behind the tackles. Everything was up the middle or behind the guards. He just had success with it on basically three runs, three good runs, and the rest were kind of crappy. But today, I mean, he looked, he was really good. I just don't know if he was running outside. But they, they well, it was bullied. mostly catching. Oh, yeah, that too. But they, they bullied the, the Jaguars up front who were missing their top defensive lineman, defensive tackle. And uh, I, I don't really have much else to say, but I, that's what they were doing with Deion Jackson last week. And I probably well, I, no, week. I need to. They, they did not run the ball well at all today. They averaged no. two point eight yards per carry. Yeah, as a team, Deion Jackson had twelve carries for forty two yards. He had ten targets though, right? And turned them into seventy nine yards. Like right. it was almost all. All the success was in the passing game, except for the, the okay. touchdown. Yeah, use Taylor like that. Why not? Of course, Hines was out. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about James Robinson? He did get some carries or some work inside the five. He almost scored a touchdown. 
and he had 12 carries to 10 for ETN. They had uh, he had one more touch than ETN. It didn't have a bad game, just wasn't as good as Travis ETN. What do you guys think about James Robinson right now? Not good things. No. I I don't mind him as a bench running back, a bye week replacement running back. I'm I'm happy that he had this workload. I thought that he'd have even less, but he just he just doesn't look like he's got the speed for the NFL game anymore. He's gonna be a bench clogger. Evan Ingram or Daniel Bellinger? Ingram. I'll take Ingram. Ingram or Taysom Hill? Against my better judgment. Um, Ingram in full PPR. Taysom in none. All right. Alec Pierce or Rondell Moore? Probably Rondell. Rondell. Well, let's see what Marquise's status is. That will determine it. That's fair. Yes. Minnesota 24, Miami 16. Um, yeah, I know. Let's just let's go off the board. Believe it or not, Tua is going to be a top 12 quarterback when he comes back next week. Pulls up the schedule, sees the Dolphins play the Steelers. Um, Tua over Geno next week. Mm, I don't. I don't know if I feel so. You know, let you know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna spice this up. Tua has the chance to come back and be a true fantasy difference maker, with as long as his top two receivers stay healthy. They are so good and so dangerous. And I mean, we saw the potential. And he actually had a great game against Buffalo. He just barely threw the ball, but he kind of. They had a very efficient game against Buffalo. Um, I think Tua, if he's available in your league, is an Easy must-add. And when you're talking about low-end quarterbacks, trusting guys like Aaron Rodgers and I'm not anymore Matthew Stafford, I feel like Tua could could enter the must-start discussion pretty damn quickly. He could. Let me give you some things to be concerned about. Number one, we don't know if Jalen Waddell is A-OK. Yeah. Hopefully he is. That would help. Number two, you've got to keep in the back of your mind the, ch- the possibility that Tua could get hurt again. All right, I, I'm not taking no, injury aside because I said as long as he has those two guys, I'm just saying. Fine. So then, up, if you're taking it week to week, and my quarterbacks are Geno Smith and Tua Tagovailoa, which I think on one of my teams I have, I think I have those two and Dak Prescott. So I'm in real like quarterback quandary hell. It's gonna it's gonna go based on the matchup. I don't know if I'm gonna love him next week against Pittsburgh. Uh, well, He's mean, at Detroit a week Pitt, later. Pittsburgh, I know they did well today against the Bucs, but they have been most of the season a, a dreadful defense, especially pass defense. Whenever when they haven't had TJ Watt. Uh and what I'm saying is not that it's a week to week thing. I'm saying rest of season, I'm excited to have Tua because I think he could be a true difference maker. I I agree. Okay. Believe it. All right, cool. Um, all right. What else from this game here? Uh, Thielen scored. That was nice. Most wide receivers who get seven or more targets against the Dolphins do well, and it happened again. Herb Smith <sighs> scored. How about Herb Smith? Uh, one, he's caught a touchdown, seven yards. I really hate saying that a guy, and I know, like fantasy wise, he did, but it, it's two weeks in a row where it's four for twenty-seven and a touchdown, or four for thirty-six and a touchdown. We need a word for that other than did well. I don't think he had a touchdown last week, Thielen. I think he just had four for twenty-seven. Okay. Am I crazy? No, I think that's exactly what he had. Yeah. No, you're right. He came through he, for fantasy. It, yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right. He's tough to trust. No question. And Thielen was 72% started. How much do you he's trust? in the juju range. How much do you trust Raheem Mostert? 14 carries, one catch today. Bad game. 
bad bad spot for a bad game too because the Vikings run defense. I mean, give, I guess give them credit. It's the second week in a row that they've started to play better. So maybe we've got to take them out of the basement of bad run defenses. I like that he's healthy. He's coming through with uh, 15 touches again. I don't mind considering him next week against Pittsburgh. I won't have him ranked as high as I had him this week. He's not in the circle of trust. <laughs> well, he's he's okay. ahead of Chase Edmonds, that's for sure. All right, Pittsburgh 20, Tampa Bay 18. It's pretty stunning game here. And Najee Harris scored. That was cool. Leonard Fournette again. Oh, my God. Did you see the touchdown? Yeah. Just total blown coverage. Another one of those accident plays. Believe it or not, Chris Godwin will be the best Buccaneers wide receiver in PPR rest of the season. Mm, No, I think Evans will be better. I agree, Dave. Oh, great. I've just, I mean, and maybe he's not all the way back, but I've just been waiting for him to be all the way back to say this is true because – each of the last two seasons, he's been better than Mike Evans in PPR. And he had six for 95 in this game, so I think that he's back. And so I expect him to still be the best wide receiver in PPR. Do you expect him to have three times as many targets as Mike Evans? No, but I think he'll have a lot more. He has in the past. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm definitely not believing that he's going to have three times as many targets as Evans. Well, no, no. I just said I don't believe that. I know. If Chris Godwin is indeed back then he is in PPR. You don't ask any questions about Chris Godwin. <laughs> you just start him. Probably a top 12 guy. I think we're there, but do you think we're going to start getting questions about Mike Evans? No. Go back to look at last year's game logs. Evan had these games. Almost everybody has these games, you know? Of course. Well, the, the question that with Mike Evans will start is if he goes, um, this was game number two in a row. So I think if he goes three games in a row without a touchdown then the questions will start. But he had 81 he's yards. he's basically been Adam Thiel in the last two seasons. He had 81 um, yards last week, you know, so. Right. But they I don't think have if he goes Antonio three weeks Brown. without a touchdown, you're going to see him in that four to eight target range most weeks. You think so? Because I wonder if it's different this year with no Antonio Brown and no Rob Gronkowski. I thought Russell Gage got too many targets today. Yeah, two. Four. Yeah, four. <laughs> Maybe that's too many. How many throws for Brady this week? He had uh, 40. Are you concerned about Brady? 15 fantasy points. He's only had one game with more than 21.7. He's only had two games with more than 16.7 fantasy points. That's in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Are you concerned about Brady? A little bit. Being honest, a little bit. But I'm, I'm concerned about a ton of quarterbacks. We're concerned about Lamar Jackson. Right. We'll see how Jalen Hurts does against Dallas. I I think that there's there's uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to have up and down games. Brady's one of them. I'm still encouraged by the pass attempts. He's still throwing a ton. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll live with it. Okay. And uh, for Pittsburgh, do you, do you go to start? Do you start uh, Najee Harris at the Dolphins next week? He was started in 67 percent mm. of leagues, and the one good thing is Jalen Warren did not see his role increase. He had two touches. Yeah, he played about a third of the snaps, if I'm, if I remember I, correctly. He's a high end flex. That was my other believe it or not for this game is that there is no must start stealer. I agree with that. I believe that. Fryermuth, maybe when he comes back, he's yeah. a must start. Uh, has the has the window for Najee Harris to try and move him 
Has it cracked open a little bit because he caught that touchdown? No, why would it? You know, it's not like he had a good game. He just caught that touchdown. No, but I mean, I wonder if you if you just if you want to sell low on Najee, maybe the opportunity came because he caught that touchdown. Warren played almost all the third and fourth downs for the Steelers. Right. He was their third down guy. Still three games in a row. All right, Heath, we got two games left, guys. Let's finish up here. Atlanta 28, San Francisco 14. Believe it or not, Jeff Wilson's actually not a must-start running back. I don't believe it, but I, I think that in time... I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Okay. Good. I don't either. Okay. He does have tough matchups coming up, and that offensive line took another hit. So well, let me make the case, though, to, to believe this, that Jeff Wilson is not... It's an easy case to make. Their defense is in shambles. He's not involved in the passing game. So that's, you know, that's not good. If they're going to lose, if they're going to give up a lot of points, that's bad for Jeff Wilson. We don't think the defense is a, a long-term in shambles. Yeah, I kind of do. Well, they're, they got guys on IR. I don't know how long it is, but by the time they're back, to, maybe Mitchell's back pretty soon after the defense gets back to being good, you know? That this could the, happen. This is the case. And, I'm I mean, not Mitchell's saying I probably like another three weeks away, you think? I thought he was eight to ten originally. Okay. And so it's already been five weeks. So maybe another five weeks. And there's a bye weeks. week in there, too, for Wilson. I, it look, is tough. The next couple of weeks are tough for him. He's got Kansas City, and then he's at the Rams, and then a bye. I just think it's an easy case to make. I'm not saying that I believe that. I mean, I'm probably going to start Wilson next week. But you could see how things could get or could go awry for him. Is uh, now the time to trade Jeff Wilson? Get whatever you can. It's you can't say it's a sell high, but sell. I think it's a decent idea. I mean, definitely if you're good at running back, you know. I don't think you can get anything for Jeff Wilson. I don't think you can get what you could have gotten last week. How about uh, Brandon Ayuk with 83 yards and two touchdowns, 40 percent started? Sounds about right. I'm surprised it was that high. I thought a lot of people bailed on Ayuk because he got off to such a terrible start. He looked good. I I just he's another receiver that you look at and you go one week great, three weeks bad. Yeah, but I think he's going to end up being their leading receiver. I think it's pretty feasible. I don't know if he will, but I think it'll be close. If, Maybe I should pull if back. If your but concern be close. about the 49ers defense comes to fruition, and it might, especially in the secondary. Then there maybe there are legs to this because was the Ward injury serious? I don't know. Who, whose injury? Charvarius Ward. I don't know yet on that one. Bosa didn't play. I can't help but think he'll be back sooner than everybody else that they've lost in the secondary. Yeah. Ward's not coming back anytime soon. Mosley's on IR. If if Charvarius Ward is out for the year, then yeah, that's that secondary is in big. Well, we have no indication that it's that kind of injury, but yeah, uh, we don't know. We'll we'll find out on Monday. How about Marcus Mariota? Thirty-one percent rostered. He scored twenty-eight fantasy points. He has seventeen or more fantasy points in five of six games. This was his first big game, though. Uh, Mariota with uh, fifty rushing yards and a touchdown, two passing touchdowns. So great game for him. And you know what? Like Mariota, good. London, bad. Pitts, nineteen yards and a touchdown. Hooray! But. Uh, it's it's a little confusing, guys. What do you make of this Falcons offense? He barely threw the ball. Yeah. 14 pass attempts, 13 completions. So huge quarterback rating. But, you know, you, you say Drake London, bad game, and he did. But he still had four of 14 targets. Look, I just I, – I don't think we're going to see a game where Marcus Mariota throws the ball 35 times. 
Yeah, they'd have to get blown out. Uh, and they're, they're sure playing competitive would. every week. Yeah, exactly. We've seen them down two scores in the second half <laughs> and run true. 14 straight times for a touchdown. It's true. So. Yep. It's He's bad for He's thrown more than 26 passes once this season. That was in week one. So who is the top rookie receiver rest of season? Chris Olave. Heath? Um, that's probably the safest bet. One more, one more game here. Jets and Packers. Believe it or not, the Jets won in Lambeau. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, the Jets' defense is good enough to be a run-heavy team. I want to believe it. I really do. Believe it. Four sacks on Aaron Rodgers. They pressured him a bunch. You know, they they look like the type of team that when they run into a really good offense, they're going to get smacked around. And I don't think I I'm not even close to believing Zach Wilson yet as a as a good quarterback, much less a good fantasy quarterback. But they're doing everything else right. They're they're well coached. Defense plays smart. Run game is awesome. Brees Hall is awesome. And they're giving him the He's work. So good. It was the one thing that we were worried about with Brees Hall was that, well, he might have to split a little too much for our liking with Michael Carter. Well, here he is with another game with 20 carries and two catches. Yeah. He's terrific. And, you know, yes, a great offense might be a challenge for them. I think they have maybe three of those left. They have two Bills games and they have the Vikings. And other than that, it looks like they could definitely compete. Uh, all right, let's uh, finish. That's it. Oh, Romeo Dobbs, drop or keep. Garrett Wilson, drop or keep. I'd like to try to keep both. Same, but I wouldn't really keep both. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Beyond the Box Score. See ya. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.